0: All right, welcome to the initiative. I think this is this is mid twenties. I think it's episode twenty five, but uh, this is my third try on this this podcast. I I can't seem to get it right, um, but here we go. Today I want to talk about dealing with bad clients as a freelancer. So this I am a freelance videographer. Sometimes I do photography as well. I don't have any graphic design experience, but I'm sure a lot of this advice can be used in a graphic design agreement where you're designing some kind of logos or designing artwork for a client. So hopefully this provides you guys a lot of value because that's my goal. Um, a couple announcements before this we get really into the meat and bones of this podcast. At the time of recording, there's three slots open left for... My AirPod Pro giveaway for the Thuzi Productions YouTube channel. 100 scri- subscriber giveaway. Sorry. Um, so basically the way that works is if you screen record yourself subscribing, liking, and commenting on a video of the Thuzi Productions YouTube channel. And then DM it to at Jake Fine underscore or at Thuzi Productions underscore or I'm sorry no underscore, at Thuzi Productions with three O's. Either one of those, you can uh, you can admit yourself into this giveaway. And at, at, at 100 subscribers, we're going to do a raffle. We're going to put all the names in and uh, draw the winner on video. It'll be on the vlog where it's announced. So uh, good luck to all of you. There's three slots left. By the time this podcast goes up, it might be over anyway, so... Uh, you can check my Instagram to see the winner or it'll be on this YouTube channel. You'll probably know by by then just because um, we're only three subs left. Um, couple updates. Today I'm doing a speech. I'm doing my first speaking engagement. It, I mean, I'm not getting paid or anything. It's not, I would. So I'd, I don't know if it would be called a speaking engagement. But I'm speaking to a group of people at Mr. H's school for future founders club, which is like his business club that he has there. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, he, he asked me to do it and I was like, yo, can I do that soon? And, and I, I threw a little, a little presentation together. Uh, public speaking is something I'm pretty interested in doing. So that's going to be exciting to, uh, to try that out for the first time and I'll bring, I'll bring some cameras and get some content out of it. So it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, (sighs) anything else? Anything else? I can't think of anything else, but yeah. So I, it's just going to be a pretty chill podcast. I want to talk today about dealing with bad clients. Now, um, the term "bad clients" may not make sense to some people because a client is someone who's paying you for your work. I don't know how that could really be bad, right? Um, I that's that's the mindset that I had when I started really taking freelancing more seriously, which was about like a little like a little less than a year ago, but I have been I have freelance experience dating back to about It'll be Two years pretty soon. So I've been doing this for a while. I've done a bunch a multitude of projects. So I mean I've on my hard drive, I've got a folder for professional projects, which has like 20 folders in it for the clients that I've worked with and then within those folders are all the videos Some of them are repeat clients. I've probably done a hundred different freelance videos at least if you're including all like the little Instagram videos I've made for people. So anyways, that's just me legitimizing myself and giving myself some credibility for the topic that I'm about to go into, which is like I said, dealing with bad clients. So I'm gonna tell a story about my first bad client, okay? So my first client was Mr. H, obviously he's a great client. He's a mentor to me, He, he helped me connect, he, he gave me my first opportunity for a bigger project. So up until a few, like recently, my biggest project was a $500 project for a school that's being built in Oakland, which Mr. H connected me with, um, the guy who hired me for that project. So that's pretty cool. Um, so those were my first two projects. And then I did a, a couple of projects here and there when I was still in high school, I did some projects throughout the summer and yeah, I, I, It took me a while to really figure out how to grow my business, but with great connections and and being at the right place at the right time, I've been able to ink some pretty sweet deals, which has helped me invest in the cameras, the microphone, the lights. Um, We're we're, we're building out this basement. It's going to be a podcasting studio. I'm going to use it as a podcasting studio. We're going to have a pretty cool setup, and I'm actually about to buy the Canon EOS R for just the quality level that it it brings to the table. And I'll use that for my vlogs and my documentaries and stuff. And uh, I'm going to use these, this camera, and I have two of these. Anyways, yeah, so, like, I've just been able to, like, make all this money and I've been able to save a lot of money and um, invest a lot of money and I'm about to be paid to do a documentary and we're going to try to do some really cool things with that. I'm not going to go too into it too much, but, like, um, yeah, it's like – it's been a really successful past nine months. I've probably i've i've made i've made tens of thousands of dollars, um, in the past six months. Definitely, like at least more than definitely more than that. Maybe I've done that multiple times. Um, I haven't really kept too strict of track of that. I should probably get into that more. But <sighs> so at the end of my senior year, I Mr H sent me a, a post that he saw on Facebook. From someone he knows, and it was a guy who who owns a restaurant business, and he had recently decided to spend less time at his restaurant and more time at like trying something new, which ended up being real estate. And that guy was like, "I need a D Rock." Which, if you don't know what a D Rock is, it's basically Gary Vee's full time videographer, who's like the head of all his social media stuff. He creates all the daily V vlogs. If you don't know who Gary V is, you should go check him out. If you're watching me, you should watch Gary V because a lot of the knowledge that I have comes from watching Gary V's content. But anyways, uh, I digress. D Rock, like I said, he's the full time videographer. So the term D Rock means I need someone to, in my head at the time, it meant film my vlogs, but in in their head, it just meant be a videographer. So I go and meet them for the first time. They offered me the job with an hourly rate that I thought was unfair for the work I was about to do. So I tried to renegotiate and they said, Well, instead of paying you per hour, we're gonna pay you per project. And I was like, Okay. And it was gonna be in all in all, I was gonna do like a bunch of videos for the real estate company to create their like video por- portfolio to put on their website. I made the mistake of not negotiating, um, how many revisions they would get to make per video. So I was happy with what they were gonna pay me per video so I agreed. But like I said, I, did, I made that mistake in the negotiating process. So I made a video for them and then that was like the tester video. They paid me for that video and then moving forward, they were gonna pay me a similar fee for each video. But we ended up working on one video Like we didn't get a single video done for the rest of my time there, which was about half the summer, about eight weeks, I'd say. And the problem was that we kept—they kept telling me I needed to change the video. They would—I would send the video, and then there would be something wrong with it, and I would fix what there was—what was wrong with it. And then they would ask me to do something else, and then it was—it was never good enough. And I was—and I even brought it up. I was like, "Hey, this is not cool." And they said, "Okay, we'll finish this video, and then we'll we'll." Back up the truck. I said this isn't cool. I'm only doing three revisions per video. They said okay. After we finish that this video, we're gonna apply that to the next, the rest of the videos. And I was like, okay, fine, cool. Let's get this done. A few more weeks go by, and the same thing's happening. Nothing's getting done. I'm spending hours on this video, and I'm I'm not getting a penny from it. I. It was upsetting to me, and I because I was really excited about this job because I was it was like I thought it was gonna be like I was gonna help build this company's like social media stuff. Pretty, I thought it was gonna be like what it is at On Your Mark right now, which is like I'm making all the content for the Instagram. I get creative freedom. Um, it's awesome, right? It 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 wasn't like that at all. I was I was helicoptered over. I was hovered um, by the office manager all the time. All the videos had to go through her like. Even the owners of the company would approve a video, but she wouldn't. So they would tell me to go back to her and fix whatever she wanted, and it was just like so annoying. So, and it's because I, it was a learning moment. I didn't know how to set the boundaries beforehand, and and boundaries is going to be a key word in this podcast because boundaries are super important in any relationship, working, uh, l- romantic, friendship. Boundaries are super important. You cannot, you you. Uh, crossing boundaries that you have set for yourself is always is always going to make you uncomfortable and it's always going to make the relationship unwanted or it's going to make you want to push someone away like it's a given that's it's a basic rule i did a fail i failed at setting those because i didn't know so obviously these people took advantage of that which was i can't even it's business that happens sometimes not everyone's going to be like the greatest boss in the world so that happened and um it happened that happened again recently with someone who i've worked with before and uh i revised the video five times followed their instructions they they get back to me about how they're disappointed at the in the video and they don't think i got the vibe and i and then i said okay fine i'll do one more revision what what do you need me to do i want to make this work for you and then they didn't take advantage of that opportunity. They just asked me to send them the footage. They'll edit it themselves. So I go on to edit the rest of the videos that we agreed to in the project, in the same project, and this, I saw the same pattern. They were asking me to revise everything, change the whole video, change the song, change, put this clip here, re- turn everything around, and it, back and forth. So I just said, hey, I don't think I'm the right guy to edit these videos. Take some of your money back. I'm done. And, again, that was me – I got comfortable with that client and I didn't set the boundaries before this project. So my fault again. So I, I wanna get into some of the boundaries that I've learned to set and what I think would be some good boundaries for everyone to set. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do three of those right now. So let's get into that. So, my first step is to just think about what you do, think about your client interactions, um, think about how you work with people in general and how you know yourself, right? if you're a if you're a person who doesn't like editing as much, you're gonna probably want to set some boundaries on the editing side. If you're a person who, has a lot of clients to film, you're gonna to need to set some timing boundaries, some scheduling boundaries with a client so they know like, hey, we can't go over certain times, uh, otherwise I'm gonna be late to filming with other clients and it's going to not gonna be good for my business. Um, I'm a person who doesn't like spending a bunch of time sitting in my laptop editing uh, like, my client videos. So funny enough, I'm actually gonna teach my brother how to edit and he's gonna help me with that and I'm gonna pay him. But, uh, You so you need to figure out what boundaries are gonna make the most sense for you, and you're not just gonna think about it and know. You're gonna have to do trial and error. Like I've been doing, like after nine or ten months of really doing this every day. Excuse me, I'm figuring out like exactly what boundaries I need to set and 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 what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with, and and that'll come with time. So you're just you're gonna have to deal with BS and. And and go through some struggle to figure this out, but pay attention to that you need to be like you have to listen to yourself To you have to know what you're like when you start to feel anxiety and stress about working with a client you have to sit there and think about why it's making you feel stressed and uh, That will kind of tell you Where you need to set more boundaries or less boundaries or you need to adjust the agreements that you make going forward (sighs) So this includes like pricing how, far, how much you're willing to negotiate, what kind of projects you're willing to work on, who you're willing to work with, how long you're willing to work on certain projects. These are all certain, the certain things and different topics that you can set boundaries for within your business uh, of freelancing art that when you let the client know, um, they know ahead of time what they can and can't do, what lines they can't cross because your workflow and your happiness is going to, help create the best product possible and if they're if they're giving you reasons to not enjoy working with them it's just it's not going to be good for anyone i know that's kind of sounds like a silly excuse um like just suffer through it and get the project done you're getting paid but in reality that's not how art works it's not how artists work um you need both parties have to be it has to be mutually beneficial uh, in any agreement it's it's like if you go to work and you have a boss and there's rules within the company, you're not going to cross those lines and the boss isn't going to cross those lines. So if you go into a, a job, like a freelance job, there has to be boundaries that create the same lines that can't be crossed. So that's super important. Figure out what your boundaries are that are going to keep you happy and, and keep the client satisfied as well. The next point is know how many revisions you're willing to do for free so whenever I edit a video and do a video for a client I send a rough copy I know there's going to be revisions Uh, I know they're going to ask for certain things typically on the first copy there's always something uh, to be revised because the client has a different vision so you send that and they're going to ask for a revision. After that, I only do three revisions. Because honestly, like if I send you something and and you don't like something about it, you should know everything you don't like about it and then get back to me and I'll revise it and we're done, right? Sometimes more things pop up down the line. So I give the client room to wiggle. Usually revisions don't take super long, but it's just kind of annoying because every time you revise something, you have to export the entire video and then load it onto either Google Drive or uh, Dropbox, and then you have to send it back to them, and that takes a while, honestly, and it's it's just annoying to do that. Uh, it, once it gets past for me, once it gets past three, I don't want to do that anymore. So that's something I've done. But you have to you have to know. Do you want to do any revisions? If not, that may be what works for you. That may you might have to adjust that over time. Maybe you want to do five revisions. You feel like five revisions is fair. And with your workflow that's easy to do um, that's something I'd pay attention to though because if you don't have that set in stone like I've told about in my stories it can become a problem it can it can be taken advantage of so know your limits know how much how many revisions you're willing to do for free and yeah just make sure you have that set in stone the client knows you know and, and it's it's a good healthy amount for you and The relationships you enter with clients. So for number three, this is a super important one. I actually wrote this one out, so I'm just gonna read it. Um, But this one is listen to your intuition. So I'll I'll, I'll explain right now. When you start out, uh, it's highly unlikely that you'll get a paid project, and if you do, it won't be too much money. So that's what happened to me. The first thing I I went to Mr. H. And I was like, I want to be a freelance videographer. And he was like, Okay, cool. I have a video that I want, you, like, I have, I have a video that someone needs made. And I was gonna ask you if you could do it. Now it's gonna be free. But me, the eager kid who wanted to get as many opportunities as possible because I didn't have any at the time, of course I would do it for free. That's how most, I would say it, that's how most of them, your your freelance careers are gonna start. And that's how they honestly should. You should like, you shouldn't get paid when you don't have the skills or experience to do certain stuff. Now, as it goes on, you're going to get paid more and more. Uh, and you're going to establish yourself and more and more clients are going to come to you. So you're just going to get a lot more freedom. Um, but as you grow your brand and expand your clientele and you're buying more equipment, you're increasing the value of your product. So it's not the product being either the graphic design or the video or, or the photo. For me, I have to buy cameras. I have to buy Editing software. I have to buy microphones. I have to buy lights. I have to, and I have to buy better cameras as the cameras get better. My craft is expensive, so I, I have to charge more. And as I invest more in myself and my craft with my time and money, I need to make more. I need to be compensated to a higher level, right? Um, whether that's with cooler experiences or uh, m- money. You, I, I want money right now, though, because I'm interested in investing. In myself financially and, and in my brand financially, um, so it, as as your value grows, as as you become better and as your equipment grows, um, and as the projects get better, you need to be charging more. Your your value is gonna increase, right? Like I said, so if when if you keep charging the same prices as you did when you start. You're gonna feel less satisfied after they're done. So, like, if I, I when I started doing the freelance stuff, I started charging like fifty bucks an hour. But in the past nine months, I've I've added the lights, I've added more cameras, I'm I've added the, the better audio equipment, um, and now I charge eighty dollars an hour. If I was still charging fifty, I would be not compensated in my head fairly for what I'm doing. And for all the stuff I'm providing, so I would feel less satisfied doing jobs, and it would it would create resentment towards the clients and towards the work, um, and in turn it would it would be an unhealthy uh, balance for me. And like anything, if you're underpaid, it's it's for what you're for the value you're bringing to the table. Uh, that that's never good, and that's never going to create the best product possible for the work that you're doing. So at this point you're gonna have a choice to make: do you keep charging the same less and not have to take that risk of asking for more money, or do you take the risk and um, ask for more money? So it, when you get more money, you're gonna be happier because you're being compensated fairly. Uh, and but if you you might you might be okay and comfortable with the same old same old, getting the same amount of money even though you're providing higher than the market value for that dollar and it's going to cause some anxiety and it's going to be scary to ask for more money but in my experience it's it makes it it's 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 a valuable experience and it and it makes sense for you to do that um obviously not asking for more money is the safer path to take uh in the short term because you don't have to face that anxiety um, or that fear of being rejected or losing the client but in my opinion if a client doesn't want to pay you for the value that you're providing or that you feel you're providing it's probably not someone you want to work with because they are undervaluing you and they're going to undervalue your product and that's a lot of the times when you get like, taken advantage of. All the times I've been taken advantage of is when I either undercharged or like th- there was never like the best feeling going into the project. So that's a part of feeling your intuition, right? When you start to feel that tension and that anxiety about a project or about a person you're working with, you have to listen to like your mind when that's happening because usually there's something causing that that like if you really think about it, you'll be able to figure it out so like for example the the earlier project I was talking about where it was uh, I was brought in by the guy who used to own a restaurant uh, early uh, earlier in the podcast I talked about that um going into it I didn't feel like I was gonna be compensated fairly but I accepted that because it was like a my the biggest project I was gonna take at the time but that bad feeling I had early, that tension, that that feeling of not being compensated fairly led down the line to just, it, it didn't end up well. And then same for the other project that I talked about where the client just kept asking me to redo the video. Um, I undercharged for that, and which made her feel like, I wasn't as valuable and I I wasn't valuing myself higher so she asked me to keep changing the video and she was she was never satisfied and she undervalued the product because I undercharged for the product this is something that Zach Kravitz talks about all the time he's a a big guy in the freelance videography world and uh, he's he has a great podcast that I listen to called rambling radio podcast Uh, he also has a YouTube channel and he posts a lot of great content on Instagram uh, but that's something he talks about all the time is like the way you feel about money is the way you feel about life. If you're not willing to take a risk and ask for more money, you're not going to feel as happy about the money you have and about all the stuff you're doing. Right. So it's important to listen to that intuition of how you feel about something, because there's, if you're feeling happy, it's probably because you're being compensated fairly and you your, your, your value is being, uh, properly like i said properly compensated so um yeah so those are the three tips create boundaries for yourself with every client know how many revisions you're willing to do before you start charging for more and listen to your intuition because knowing where that stress is coming from or where that happiness is coming from is going to direct you to the projects you want and the projects you don't want and it's going to better help your business grow obviously sometimes you have to take the L and get a check even if it's not the best project for you um but that's kind of all part of the come up and eating shit and and the grind that you have to go through and the good clients will come and the bad clients will come but it's just about knowing how to navigate your way through the muddy waters of freelance and entrepreneurship so Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all of you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the content. I'm working hard on it. Leave a like on this video if you haven't already. uh, And subscribe and comment. It really helps the content get shown to more people. And that is the goal because I want to help more people. So (laughs) put my blood, sweat, and tears in this. I would appreciate the help. But furthermore, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching if you're watching. And uh, I, I will see you guys. And talk to you guys in the next episode. So peace out.